Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. This podcast is an experiment in philosophical conversation, intended to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview creatives from all backgrounds and walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up your next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that looks like. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today is a good one. We've got my friend Charles Clay joining me on the Zoom meeting. And Charles is an outstanding human being. When you're in a room with him, you're like, dude, you're very outstanding. What's going on? What, what is happening with you to, to have you be the way that you are? It's like he's one of those people that just sort of like exudes this, um, this positive energy. And uh, you're going to get to hear all about it. Yeah. Dive in. Get, get ready to dive in deep with this one because uh, it's going to be really, really great for you if you want it, because uh, yeah, there's a lot of golden nuggets. So anyway, uh, Charles Clay, it's got a lot of different situations going on, the inner peace process, laser focus technique, Monday morning meditations that you can jump in on on Zoom. Um, yeah, we go through all kinds of good stuff. There are moments in this one that uh, really stand out to me as very special moments on this podcast. And we'll see if you pick up on those too. See if you resonate. So without further ado, my friends, Charles Clay. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, and this is Art and Life. And today with me, I have a very special guest. This is a friend of mine from Southern California who's now in Austin, Texas. His name is Charles Clay. Charles, thank you for being on the podcast. Yes, pleasure to be here, brother. It's great to see you again. <laughs> you too, you too. And, uh, you know, following along, seeing everything that you're doing, you're always this, this like bright, shining light of inspiration um, on social media and in the world. Everything I see from you, it's, it's uh, I always love seeing what you got going. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that reflection. <laughs> You're a lighthouse yourself, so it's a, it's a divine reflection. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so why don't you start by telling us who you are, where you're from, how you got to here, and uh, what you do with your life. Yeah, and I'll try to make the long story short. Um, my, I'm from Washington State originally, um, had a pretty big family, and my background has always been in kinesiology, um, the study of human movement optimizing and getting the most out of the greatest technology I know of on the planet, these human bodies. And so that's always been my, my passion um, early on. And so that took me down a deep dive, deep dive with health, wellness. Um, I'm a trainer right out of college, um, gung-ho, ready to change the world through fitness and <clears throat> taking on like 10 clients a day and like going full throttle boosting on adrenaline and coffee and um, hit adrenal fatigue. And, um, and that was like my first kind of blessing in disguise that I started tuning in and realizing like, okay, 
going full throttle here. Maybe it's time to slow down and um, cut out coffee. And this took me on a path down, um, you know, noticing that my body was a lot tighter and I was getting like really common injuries over and over. And so I began um, diving into yoga, um, breath work, and early on, like some of the the, the great biohacking techniques these days, um, you know, cold therapy and, and ways to really build our internal resilience. And so um, I was a bit of a merman, always jumping in the ocean in the middle of the winter. And it's, it's my potion, my, my sanctuary, the ocean. And, um, and so fast forward, I became a, a health coach after uh, healing myself from adrenal fatigue. And that was basically through breath work and started realizing all these powerful um, medicine, this medicine tools that are right beneath our nose the whole time with the power of breath. And there's literally a breath for everything. And it's been um, replacing a lot of pharmaceuticals and people's uh, medicine cabinets um, with just being able to tap into breath that helps calm our state and go from fight or flight mode to rest and digest mode where we allow our bodies to heal naturally, right? And so every cell in our body is already tapped in to divinity, source, whatever you want to call it. And it's always finding alignment, balance, harmony, right? But we tend to get in our own ways. Uh, we like holding on to stuff and uh, we, we sometimes get into old patterns. And that pattern for me was, you know, dealing with stress, I'd go out on the weekends and enjoy sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You know, that was my like dopamine fix. And um, I kept going down that pattern. It was a lot of fun. And eventually, you know, the universe gives you a sign and it was like a feather. Hey, you're a little out of alignment here. You might want to make some changes. And, you know, I didn't listen to that. So then I got hit with the brick, which is like, you know, a really bad hangover. And you do some things you regretted the night before. And this is all Charles 1.0 you know, fresh out of college. And, and so that brick initiated, it was a catalyst for some change, right? Like I went down this, okay, I'm going to start taking space from these substances and um, come back to my natural homeostasis. And it worked for a while. I felt a lot better. And then over time I went back to it. And that's when I got hit by the Mack truck. Um, that's the sign from the universe when it's really time for a wake up call. And for me, that was um, snowboarding in a blizzard up in Mammoth. And I went off a jump that I didn't even know was there because it was a total whiteout. And I remember just like everything just, it was like a snapshot, like, oh crap. I have no idea where the landing's at. I don't know where I'm at in space. And I hit so hard that I smashed my back and um, L1, S1, my vertebrae was like, <sighs> and my hips were off to one side and my body was on the other side. I looked like Shakira, like stuck in a mid hip dance move. And I was in so much pain and my friends were ahead of me. So they were already heading down, couldn't see anything. I was yelling, trying to reach them, phone didn't work. So here I am at the top of the mountain, um, you know, felt like I'd been hit by a Mack truck and having to channel my inner like Spartan warrior to deal with the most intense physical pain I've ever experienced. And, and so that really took me on, um, you know, a, an amazing healing journey because finally I made it down. I went and saw these doctors. Um, 
they showed me x-rays and said, how about I need surgery ASAP and that I might never move the same again. And hearing that from multiple doctors when this, you know, I enjoy this body more than anything. And um, that was really devastating news. And I had to really tune into my intuition and make a promise to myself to try to heal this any means necessary naturally over going under the knife. And that led me down a path of really surrendering and feeling into a lot of the deep, heavy emotions that I was um, repressing and using those substances, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Facebook, Netflix, you name it, to not feel. And so that, um, that all came out. Like I finally went to the depths of fear, of um, shame, because I could barely even crawl to the bathroom. I was in so much pain. And, and realized that it's not as bad at the depth of these heavy emotions and, and that they pass eventually. And then I was able to drop into a meditation with the intention of healing naturally and getting answers to um, coming back into alignment. And literally during that meditation, a friend texted me that I hadn't heard from in years. And he said, I heard your back's pretty messed up. Check out neurokinetic therapy. And this took me down an amazing rabbit hole um, with the work of David Weinstock, who is a brilliant, he's genius. And he created NKT, neurokinetic therapy, which is a really fast and efficient way of getting messages, answers from the body through muscle testing and, and this protocol. And so I got a strong intuitive hit, um, connected with him, went and got my first session and um, it was with one of his top students in San Diego. And I remember walking in looking like Shakira, like my hip was out to one end and my upper body was like out the other side. And I was embarrassed and in pain and I was pretty desperate, but I knew this was my path. And that was confirmed after one session. She did some remarkable stuff. She was testing my glutes to see if my my butt was firing. If those muscles were getting a signal and they were weak, like nothing was firing. I was like, what do you mean my glutes aren't firing? I have huge glutes. And she was like, nope, all form, no function. <laughs> she had a sense of humor. And so she had me clench my jaw and then retested the glutes and all of a sudden they came back online. And so this was, my body was telling us that the, the trauma, the emotional block um, was a neurological traffic jam in my jaw which was clenching and compensating for uh, my big guns the glutes and so that and a couple other compensation patterns um, we were able to correct in one session and i got off the table and i felt in full alignment again and my pain decreased by like 80 percent. and i looked i was like that's it i need to learn this like this is my path and um, just had this huge epiphany and taking that path, studying under David Weinstock, um, taking all the courses, becoming a practitioner at NKT was such a game changer for me because not only did I get to heal myself, but I got to help so many others um, realize that they're their own greatest healer and help them on their healing path by showing them where to look. And, and the body always has answers for us. And uh, it was just profound like the results i've seen from that work alone and it really evolved you know um, evolved and elevated my practice as a trainer to to um, a healer and 
And then from there, kept seeing a lot of the same common denominators. Uh, I'd see a lot of men that were dealing with similar stuff. Their jaw was overcompensating for muscles of their intrinsic core. And meaning that, you know, they would come to me because their back hurts and they just like bent over to pick up a pencil, but all of a sudden they threw their back out and they come to me because I muscle test, find out that, okay, their deep core muscles aren't even firing. They're not getting any signal there. So then we check up the kinetic chain. Sure enough, common denominator is the jaw clenching compensating for those intrinsic core muscles. I show them how to turn that back on with a bulletproof core technique. And all of a sudden they're like in alignment, feeling super empowered. And in one session, we can usually get to the root of, of, you know, the problem. And, and they're able to use these tune-ups to help reinforce the correct neurological pathway, which restores function in the body. And then there's no need for pain because pain's the check engine light. And so Pain's been one of my greatest teachers along my journey. And um, that helped me dive deeper into men's work and actually emotional intelligence and and dive deep into um, some of the layers that are involved with um, how we hold emotional energy within the body. And and that took me on a a deep dive for self-healing and releasing a lot of the old um, compensating patterns as well as some of the old stories, beliefs, and um, unhealthy patterns that were showing up in my experience. And by doing this work, um, I refined it and condensed it down to something so simple, it's called the, the inner peace process. And through this process, it's literally allowed, the inner work has shifted my reality so much that it accelerated so many dreams coming true for me that I've been in awe and I just keep continuing to use this process because it works so well. And, um, and since I've been able to um, help with a lot of other people as well, dealing with subconscious patterns and blocks to keep them from um, experiencing the dream life that, they're, that they deserve and they're capable of. And so long story short, um, within one year, this year I got, uh, well, last year I met, I attracted my soulmate and we got married January. Um, we shifted my whole business to online and we moved from the Bay area to Austin, bought a house and landed here in February, right before everything hit the fan with um, COVID and all the changes going on in the world. And that was a blessing because um, we were just following our intuition. Like we got a strong hit that, man, my chapter feels complete in California. What's our next, next highest excitement. And we have a baby on the way. So now she's already, six months today. So it's like crazy how fast time flies. And she's been my greatest blessing and and my greatest catalyst for doubling down and even going deeper into this um, inner peace journey. And so um, now it's fascinating because some of the group programs I've developed and some of the um, men's groups that I've put together have, uh, it's been so fulfilling to just witness the transformations that are available through this work and seeing guys that before were um, chronic procrastinators actually using something as simple as the laser focus method that I developed and all of a sudden getting on stage and conquering their fears uh, in stand-up comedy. Um, one guy's, you know, left his job 
and started his own um, AI company. And it's like story after story of these men that have been able to transform their lives in as little as eight weeks, um, simply by pulling out the weeds and the old belief patterns that were holding them back. And um, it's just this leap, deep level of fulfillment that comes from this type of work. And so it's always a confirmation that we're heading in the right direction. So that was the short story. <laughs> There's even a longer one, but I wanna let you get a word in or two. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I'm, I'm pumped already. This is good. Um, okay. Here's where I want to start is that, you know, you, you and I, we met in Southern California where we, we run in similar circles of like, I would call it like a new age um, sort of a group of people with that where like words like the, like emotional intelligence in terms of men are like thrown around all the time. And this is what we like, this is the world that we live in. But a lot of people don't live in that world. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one thing that really stood out to me about what you just went through was like, and this is, these are, they feel direct and, and true to me. Um, but I think that they aren't concepts that are put together in traditional worlds, but like the connection between your mind, your mind, your emotions and your body mm -hmm. and how your body expresses what's going on inside and like that that jaw clenching thing i wouldn't be surprised if like 95 percent of men have that sort of a similar thing and um yeah man, i mean dude ah, this is great like keep going absolutely go, go absolutely i mean that that work has been so profound um diving into neurokinetic therapy and then diving in deeper to the emotional component because um underlying a lot of pain is an emotional energy typically and so physical pain, right physical pain, yep. physical pain oftentimes is some sort of suppressed or repressed um, emotional energy oftentimes and so um, then we have the opportunity to um, choose to go to our coping mechanisms that were often developed when that emotion first started and then those coping mechanisms will continue to bring the same experience and patterns up throughout our life. And you can witness this whole process. You know, if you really just slow it down, it's like um, the mind will see something in the body that doesn't feel comfortable and it's a, a protector, right? So the protector kicks in and the mind's like, okay, we got to stay safe and stay where we're familiar because we know we can survive there even if that's struggle, even if that is, you know, um, far from our thriving life, right? And so the mind is like, okay, this is really uncomfortable right now. Let's bring our Rolodex of ways to solve this really quick, right? Which is like, go to the fridge, stuff it with food or sugar, um, get a Netflix and chill so you can escape from it, right? Or have a cocktail so you can numb it out, right? So all, you can literally witness all of those uh, methods and programs that we use and instead just sit with it and really be with that emotion or that uncomfortable feeling and and see what we can learn for it I, I call it um it's like inviting anxiety in for tea it's like a, a guest right that's like showing up and he has something to share or some so this energy has a message for us and so instead of trying to avoid it 
and um, or stuff it, all of these mechanisms are only temporary solutions and it continues to show up in our experience, oftentimes amplified and intensified um, because that which we resist um, persists. So I've learned so much with my um, experience with anxiety and it's been, it's been such a, a, a really in-depth um, process to come to terms with that and actually appreciate it and invite it in for tea so that it's not this like thing, this crazy thing that I need to avoid or listen to the patterns that my mind is used to solving that right temporarily. And so it literally comes down to then we have the choice, you know, when we pause and feel into that, well, I can resort to the old coping mechanisms, which perpetuates the same cycle that feels uncomfortable, unhappy, can lead to depression, all kinds of, you know, more anxiety, or I can choose an inner peace process, which allows me to get to the root of this problem and connect the dots between this uncomfortable feeling in my body, the emotion that was repressed or that's stuck, the energy with that, what can we learn from that? And then going back to the root of where that was initially experienced, because that younger version of us didn't really know how to cope with that at that time. So it had to develop a coping mechanism. And that's usually where a lot of this begins. And so um, there's also a story and some belief systems that are typically developed then about ourselves. And so much of this is often subconscious. That's why guiding through this process is so powerful because it allows us to understand where the root of this weed was in our garden that keeps showing up in our experience and how to pull that. And you can literally witness your body begin to metabolize this energy, this, this stuck emotional energy finally. And it's amazing feeling because it's like the same energy that creates planets starts flowing to and through you again. And it's like, just feels so good that you can't contain it in one body. <laughs> so you got to want to share it with others, you know? And um, so I know you've experienced that and that's what's possible. I feel I'm a strong believer that that is our natural state is inner peace. And I am a firm believer in world peace and it's entirely possible. It starts with inner peace. And that's why this work is so profound and dear to my heart because I've witnessed just in my life, you know, um, avoidance for so long and then being able to go into these emotions and learn from them and then take those golden nuggets, those lessons and blessings with me, share those with others to complete that version of the hero's journey only to begin another one. And, and then in that, um, you know, it's the experiences and being present through all that, that level of presence and laser focus allows us to really like capture our memories in full HD, like full vivid, you know, like if you've ever been to Hawaii, you know, like everything's just more, nature's more luminous there. You know, it's like this amazing vivid colors and we can see through that lens in our natural state um, as we come back to our natural state of inner peace, if we're not afraid to take a look at what's in the way as it comes in the way, right? And then when we um, continue this process, you feel more and more empowered. And a big shift for me in my life was, um, you know, I went from like numbing out emotions because I didn't like being a loose cannon and letting them run my life early on to like, okay, I'm just going to control my emotions. And that was fine for a while, but that ended up with 
tightness in my muscles and all kinds of aches, pains in my body. And that was all these stuck emotions that I hadn't fully processed that I got to take through this process and allow that unraveling, gain these amazing golden nuggets from it. <laughs> and uh, ding, ding. And so that, that whole process um, has been profound for my evolution and, and being able to give back and, and choosing that creator consciousness over consuming because every time we go to consume something externally hoping for a quick fix um, then we're perpetuating those patterns right and it keeps leading to a downward spiral of more and more of these heavy emotions until we actually face them and there's no running from the heavy emotions i've tried <laughs> i love it and i mean so, <laughs> what you're talking about right there i'm just gonna cut you off rudely, mm -hmm. but uh like it seems like what you're talking about is like a paradigm shift and we're, we're looking at, I mean, I'm thinking about all mass marketing, like all marketing mm -hmm. is basically trying to get you to buy by making you feel like a Nate, a hole in your life. Like you, it is playing on like a, a feeling of negativity inside of you. Like I, I feel less than I feel lonely. I feel, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever. And so then they're like, Hey, you want to feel better than you do now? You can buy this from us. Here's a pill. Yeah. Or this car or this thing or this, you know, it's like all these external things that we've been brought up and conditioned so strongly to, to consume, just be a nation of consumers. Right. And so we, we tend to over consume and you see it in the obesity rates and, and like, so every time we have a choice you know to really like sit with it take it through um, this process and find what you can learn from it unravel some of that energy that's been stuck for so long um, letting go of some of that weight and then boom what's fascinating about that is that then after this work it you it doesn't have the same magnetism towards those substances like that's literally how i improved my relationship with alcohol and Netflix and social media is by being able to take space from it and then coming back to it after this process with intention so that it serves me instead of like, you know, taking over and needing that like this, this, um, you know, this, I need that to get through the situation or I need a drink. If I go out and hang out with friends, um, that was a huge game changer for me. And it shifted when I decided that, instead of always trying to feel good, which, you know, positivity and like, you know, all these amazing biohacks, that's great. Like you'll get to a level of joy. It's about right here. And yet, if you never go to the depths of the heavy emotions on the other end of the scale, the spectrum, then you kind of hit a, a ceiling here of like the level of joy and, and love and, and expansion that you can experience. And so I shifted from, okay, instead of trying to feel good all the time, I'm going to allow myself to just feel more. I mean, that's why we're here as humans in these sensory bodies is like to feel the full spectrum of emotions. Like there's, everybody's feeling the same thing through our, our own unique way. And so this allowed me to put on a lens of curiosity 
and have much more courage in going to the depths of heavy emotions, whether it was grief um, from losing my parents or um, you know, the deep sadness and found like some really deep golden nuggets and blessings at the bottom there. And that ultimately allowed me to break through this glass ceiling and experience new levels of joy, new levels of love, new levels of pleasure that I didn't even know were possible because I was willing to go to the depths of the heavy emotions and find out what I could learn there, like discover more about myself. And so this is what I get to teach now. And it's so amazing because everybody's journey is different and I'm not your healer, but I am really good at my gift is seeing you in your greatness. Like I love your art. I love the way you show up as a lighthouse. Like you just boom, you beam light and you're a creator. Like you choose creative consciousness and it shows in your work. And so I already see people actualized in their highest potential and then just invite them to step into that. And then through this process, they get to remember that they're their own greatest healer. And so it's really unique work and, um, and it's such, such a gift to, to get to share it. Oh, it's gotta be so awesome watching people go from like day one to eight weeks later and like, you know, the different levels. I'm, I'm assuming that there's probably like, I mean, you got to clean out the closet before you can clean the rest of the room. So I'm sure there's like, there's like entry level stuff and then like deep dive into the darkness and then probably like tying up loose ends. And I mean, is there, um, is there like inner child stuff that you get into? Um, Yep, exactly. So this, this is where once you connect the dots with that energy that's showing up in your body that feels uncomfortable, where it shows up in your body is giving you clues, right? Which energy center tells us a lot about what's going on and then connecting that with the emotion. And then that emotion, when that was very first originated, there's, there's stories and your body's so intelligent that it already prioritizes like what gets to be healed. So through this process, we get to tap into those um, sometimes subconscious stories and realize, you know, that that piece and those belief systems that were created there were in a younger version of ourselves that weren't capable, didn't have the means, the tools, the support in that. So oftentimes it was a younger version of us that felt unsafe, um, not enough, or, um, you know, scared, or um, there's like really common stories, right? That as that unfolds, you'll start seeing it in your reality. Like it'll start, these patterns will keep showing up. And, and then until you take this inner peace journey or find a way to release that energy within your body. And by doing that, you're actually giving love to where it's needed most. And that's to that version of yourself, that younger boy or girl that feels kind of stuck in that loop. They're like still playing out that story, um, still feeling unsupported and, and not safe. And so by this reparenting process that I've simplified, so it's so easy and effective, it's like checking in with them. And all of a sudden, um, you know, I remember like to give you an example, my, my first journey with this was my um, connecting to my four-year-old and realizing that, you know, um, I felt abandoned, which was my deepest wound, right? And this is a really common one 
through our collective is this abandonment wound, especially with, with uh, men, but, but not limited to men, with women as well. And, you know, my parents got divorced when I was four. I remember the color of lipstick on my mom's lips. I remember the smell of her leather jacket, like super vivid memory when I was four of her leaving because they got divorced and didn't know when I would see her again. And so that was a lot to take on as a four-year-old. And that story that was developed there was that, okay, I'm not enough, or I'm, I'm never enough to um, keep this love, or even that love equals pain. And so that story continued to perpetuate throughout my life. When I um, would fall in love, I'd have an amazing girlfriend, like college sweetheart, we had the best time ever. And then eventually, um, she would end up leaving me for whatever reason. And then I got to look at my responsibility in that and see all the ways that I was subconsciously actually pushing her away and not even knowing it at the time. And so it's fascinating. And then realizing that and getting to go back and, and do this type of work, checking in, you know, my four-year-old, he didn't even want to talk to me. He was pissed. He was like, you know, felt abandoned by me too. And can you blame him, you know? And so checking in with him and um, just letting him know I'm there to support him and giving some love and appreciation there. And then, and then taking him out of that loop, getting to show him, you know, catching him up to speed as to everything we've created, everything we've done, all these amazing experiences and, and noticing as that energy begins to metabolize in my body and then it frees up energy. And then it's like opening up new echelon doors of new opportunities and new energy flowing through. And, and so it's a huge clearing process and it's not always easy. You know, it's, um, it's not an easy path, but it's always worth it. And so that was the biggest game changer for me because once I realized that and took this path, I realized how profound it was because by doing this inner work, I was able to take space from dating and then get really clear on what it is I wanted in a queen and in creating a family. And I used some powerful tantric practices and um, some sex magic to call her in. And, um, and that was, you know, some of the magic that's possible. And boom, when we met, it was like fireworks. And so that really accelerated everything. And now we have a relationship that's built on such strong trust and a foundation of love that we, you know, I don't have anything to hide anymore, which is so beautiful in a relationship, like to not have any skeletons in the closet, to not need to hide anything or, you know, just to be able to share everything honestly and openly and be accepted in that. And then knowing that um, there's so much love here that I don't need to push her away and, and she's doesn't need to leave. And so it's like two sovereign beings full of their own life force energy in each and every cell coming together by choice and continuing to choose each other. And it's been the most beautiful, profound relationship I've ever experienced and like next level growth and expansion and love. And then we got to create baby Sophia together and she's just like the light of our life. And, and so it's just like one dream after another it just keeps coming true and now we've been able to like elevate um you know the level of manifestation that's possible um by using these tools and these practices and it's just been profound 
Boom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, it's so cool because in, in this process, it's like you turn inward to your own self and your own emotions and your feelings. And then you help, like you can be guided by the outside world and somebody helping you, but it's like really you that's doing the work and the work is listening to yourself and not running. And I feel like that might be the major like paradigm shift is that up until now, like in basically all of history, especially for men, it's been like the message is don't listen to your emotions. The only emotion that's valuable in any way is anger because it makes you more fierce on the battlefield. But other than that, it's like, no, stuff that down. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, and you look at all the time up until now, the 50s, 60s, 70s, like everything was, it was always just like, no, like don't listen to that. If you're crying, like chin up, keep going. But like, this is a whole new paradigm. And, and I mean, the concept of when, if you are friends with your own demons, then there's nothing that can be used against you. Like you're more bulletproof than, than ever by listening to your emotions and listening to your body and what it has to say to you. And like, you know, like if you feel sad, listen to yourself and, and then like move from there and then sit with yourself in the sadness and, and time will pass and it'll transmute. But like that, that is the most powerful thing that you can do instead of like, you know, that is your armor rather than being like a chink in your armor. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's how we were raised, you know, like to, to cry when I was younger is like to show weakness, you know? And so, you know, I'll be straight up. I lost my mom when I was 10. And so the woman I love the most, not only did I develop the, you know, core wound at four and then she left this world when I was 10. And so I remember that, belief was so strongly ingrained that like crying is a sign of weakness. I sat next to my brother at my own mom's funeral and tried not to cry through the whole thing. Like that's how crazy this conditioning is through our society and through, you know, what that we pick up. And so unpeeling those layers, that's actually been unveiled the biggest gifts for me, you know, and even coming to, the understanding of, of death and um, experiencing those deep levels of grief, which our society as a whole is terrible at, at dealing with grief um, because it doesn't feel good, right? But, but even diving into that feeling, you'll notice there are some silver and golden linings there that await this. There's some lessons and blessings there. And by fully allowing ourselves to go there, it's, um, it's actually a strength. Like you said, you know, it's, it's actually allowing us to let go of this weight and carry the experience and the golden nuggets with us to share with others. And, and that allows us to metabolize that energy instead of continuing to carry it with us throughout life and keep showing up in our experiences. And so being that close to death, um, shedding that many, like having to find my tears again, just, it's amazing. Like the fact that we can can create liquid emotion and and that we can cry and be in a, the depths of sadness and like 
the last time I fully just let myself just ugly cry, like all out and being seen in that was at, at my dad's deathbed. And so this was three years ago. His birthday was just on Halloween and he would have been 70. And so to be able to feel and witness myself in this depth of sadness that I allowed myself full permission to go to, I actually found so much beauty in that. And the fact that my dad was right next to me, and I can't even remember the last time he saw me cry, and this was an expression of how much he means to me, you know, that he got to experience before leaving this earth. And so that to me was like gold. And I remember it because his friend was singing a song called Let It Flow. And it just like, boom, it was like a faucet, you know, the tears came down and, and then I got to be with him all the way to his last breath and, and help him in that transition. And, and it was such a gift, you know, and, and being that close to death and losing the ones that we love the most is so profound and reminds me that presence is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves and our loved ones. And it's been allowed me to fully life. You know, there's, we're only here and these bodies gets called these home for a short time. So let's, let's get the most out of this life while we're here and share as much as we can. Because if we try to take these brilliant ideas that we get, these, um, you know, the art that's in you, the books that are in everybody that they haven't written yet, the things that everyone procrastinates on, the only thing in the way is fear. And, and so it perpetuates this, this procrastination to what end, right? Or till we wait till we're on our deathbed and, and say, man, I, I sure wish I would have written that book to leave to the world. Or I, I sure wish I would have, you know, um, gone on stage at that event or, you know, told, all my loved ones, how much I actually love them and what's on my heart. And I got to do that with my dad. And so that was one of the golden nuggets that I gained from that. And that's one of the most powerful things we can remember is that we can actually use fear to our advantage, right? It's the mind that conceptualized fear. Like, Oh my gosh, you, you, you get to go on stage. Like, no way. That's too, too much nervousness, right? Like too much uncomfortability. Um, you get to do an art project and you're, there's some fear in the way, or you get to do this new program you're going to launch and there's all this fear in the way, right? Well, you can compare that to fast forward to your deathbed. And I fear most taking any of these ideas, any of these gifts that I, that I was born with within me and not sharing them, like taking them to the grave. I fear that much more than the the fear that my mind comes up with a little bit of uncomfortability in my body, you know, that's where we lean into that dance with that. That's, that's where the magic's at. Like that's where the growth is at and the expansion. And, and, and there's a, you know, the perfectionist voice in there too. And, and we can integrate that part as well because um, it's better to just start and just say, screw it, let's do it. Then, you know, wait till it's perfect and find excuses to continue to procrastinate and this is so key right now because we can continue to choose in every moment the old coping mechanisms. Uh, I'd rather watch Netflix than write a page in this book I want to share with the world. And, or we can find, like take a deep dive, choosing an inner peace process and discover what's in the way. 
what resistance is blocking you what fear is there that's preventing you from moving forward and so that's what's inspired the laser focus method which is so simple so profound and it just helps people step into that creator consciousness again remembering that we're here to create like we're you know we're here vessels like ideas land on us and it's like if we don't expand with that idea then it'll go to somebody else it's like an entity in itself that's why you know sometimes you're like oh i thought of that you know or i i was gonna make that t-shirt or whatever right well yeah that's why when when those ideas land on you you're in receptive mode you're in a state of inner peace like that's meeting halfway with the universe that's like taking the inspired action that's like when you have a cool um art you know uh vision that comes through boom you don't waste time right you just like where's my canvas let's do this you know and so if we every time there's a choice and there is an easier way once you begin taking this path of like cool now i get to put on my glasses of my lens of curiosity and discover what's in the way what's this resistance trying to show me and as we metabolize that and continue stepping into creating more and it's amazing you know my um, first published book um, the better business book was such a gift because i had no idea how that was going to come to fruition i didn't know i didn't know the how at all it was basically like i didn't even consider myself a good writer you know i'm in sweden enjoying vacation vibration and having the time of my life with a dear brother there that that i met here in san diego and he invited us into his home in sweden for um, midsummer and midsummer is an amazing um, you know festival and it's a cultural event where we sing and dance and play games and they, they just live so open-heartedly it was beautiful so here we are enjoying this picnic with a waterfall coming down and this epic hike and we jump off the cliff and into this ice cold water and we're like just sunbathing on this perfect bedrock right and just basking in the sun and i just remember like that same feeling of that that energy that creates planets flowing to and through me and i remember just having this conversation with my highest self and it was like okay you feel so good right now this is a reminder of what's possible and it's too much for one body to contain so you have to share this and i was like all right that's true okay i'll declare that i'm going to write a book and share some of these experiences and and that declaration is when the resistance starts right it's like cool i'm inspired action and then it's like the mind's like oh well how are you gonna get this published you know who's gonna read this like you know nobody's gonna like this blah 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 i just watched as all those thoughts went by like waves in the ocean and just watched one by one and came back to a full potentiality of just like i'm open to all possibilities of this book being written and literally i about a week later i i flew home and got a message from a guy named tyler wagner that reached out to me on facebook messenger and said hey i'm i own um authors united publishing company and you came highly recommended we would love to have you in our next book project and <laughs> i was like what this is amazing and so boom i got to um you know, write a chapter in this epic book, which was like the better business book is all about taking the golden nuggets from business instead of having a whole shelf of business books that you got to look through all these pages to get to the good stuff. 
this is a hundred entrepreneurs doing great things in the world, sharing their golden nugget in each chapter of this book. So it's like amazing idea. It was so much fun writing it. And you can guess what my chapter is called. Vacation vibration. <laughs> and it's how to incorporate that into our daily lives and into our business because we know what's possible. Even when you go to book a trip, you know, you get that excitement of like, man, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Iceland and like hang out in these epic, you know, um, hot springs and you can already envision it and it feels this energy just lights you up. And so we're just reminding each other what's possible and why not infuse that energy into our daily lives, into our creation. And that's what we do with the laser focus method. And it's a lot of fun. Dude. Awesome. I love it. Sounds really good. Good stuff. And it's so needed right now. Like, yeah. you know, we, we've been brainwashed from, we've been brainwashed from like having to choose sides, right? With the elections now. It's like, are you this or that? Uh, actually, I'm on team earth. Remember? And like, we're all in this together. <laughs> like, and cool. We can have different, you know, perspectives of the same thing and not even agree. And that's okay. Like, I appreciate your diverse experiences that led you to that conclusion. Amazing. So. There's just um, that brainwashing that's finally beginning to be unraveled, right? And then there's um, consumer over creator consciousness. And so that's what's powerful about the laser focus method. Simple one-week training. Um, we take a whole group through it. The first um, case study group I did with it, with the men's group was profound. We had men going from like total time poverty, like always overwhelmed, anxious, can't seem to get enough done on their to-do list and always feel behind to applying this simple method and all of a sudden realizing like, man, people are getting into flow state doing like simple um, tasks that we would normally consider chores and dread doing on the get to-do list. And all of a sudden they're like in flow state and then realizing that, wow, I just got so much done in such a short time. And now I have free time that I can actually do the things I love in life, you know? And so it's really carving out space to create more. And that's the beauty in it. And, and to really um, record these memories in, in vivid detail. Because if we keep procrastinating, then even when you choose Netflix, you still have these thoughts, right? That are like, man, I still haven't gotten that to-do list. I still got to do that thing, right? And so you can't even fully be present and enjoy the movie you're watching because this keeps coming up, right? And then it leads to the feelings and sensations, the uncomfortable emotions in the body, and it just keeps perpetuating itself. So that's why um, it's so empowering to choose this, you know, laser focus method, inner peace process over these old consumption patterns that we already know where those lead. <laughs> we already know that process, that path. We know we're all familiar with that one, leads to guilt. Uh, you know, and then shame and then the same patterns perpetuate. And, and so instead, this is a much easier path that allows us to really create more, like step into sharing all of our gifts while we're here. You know, there's, there's people that need um, your art to inspire them. There's people that need um, books, ideas that people have right now that the only thing keeping them from writing it is, is fear and perpetuates this pattern of procrastination in imagine how many people you could help 
by writing that book and getting it published and then who you become in that process. That's what's really exciting is to think like, man, all these lives, you get to change from sharing your creative magic and just choosing creator consciousness over consumer. It's, it's amazing what's possible and it's needed now more than ever. Yeah, I really like that last part about like who you become because it, I was actually thinking about this earlier today, how when you do the, when you have experiences, when you go through challenges, there's this transmutation, like you do the work, it's like the, the challenge comes to you and then you kind of gobble it up and or you get run over by it or you, whatever, it hits you and then, but you learn to trans, like to, to transmute it and then you change and evolve and become this like, new version of yourself and if you go after it um with the right intentions with the right ideas with the right guidance like you can every experience can just like help you grow so much more absolutely and every single challenge if you think back to the greatest challenges the most adversity you've ever been through there's always silver and golden linings there's always these golden nuggets these lessons we learn and the the growth that allows us to expand into a new, new version of ourselves right and so that's what's happening now is you know 2020 is the best year ever for transformation right it's like we're all on this crystallis you know just like the caterpillar that that consumes like 3 to 5 times its weight right it's just like seriously just consuming all these leaves and then finally goes into this crystallis, you know, transformation pod, which must be the most uncomfortable thing ever, right? It's completely liquefied in order to turn into the butterfly and fly. And so we're going through that as a collective right now and everybody's experiencing that in their own way. And by what's beautiful is that knowing that all of our challenges have always led to something great, right? All of our challenges have always led to these amazing lessons and blessings and growth that allow us to elevate in our evolution. And so that's why this time is so exciting to be alive right now. <laughs> this is like the ultimate transformation as a collective right. uh, truth is coming out. And I have a strong vision for the golden age that we're co-creating right now. And and it's, it's fantastic. And that's where I keep my eyes. I keep my eagle eye perspective on where we're going, you know, while enjoying the present and continuing to create the future by um, feeling it in the now. And so I imagine like, you know, people stepping into their gifts more, like more people are realizing the power of full sovereignty and energetic sovereignty like understanding the messages from the body the subtle energy body and making sure that they're fully embodied with their unique life force energy so that there's no room for anything else right there's no room for any anything else and then those demons that we tend to be afraid of within ourselves those demons just need a hug man <laughs> those are like those are the parts of us that are like you know, the little boy or girl that's actually screaming for attention and some support and love. And so when we provide that, then we integrate that and we're fully embodied, fully empowered, and then we can share our greatest gifts that we came here to share. And that's, that's the path you know you're on because it's your highest excitement in what you're creating and it leads to the highest fulfillment. And so we're talking long-term fulfillment instead of just choosing the cookie, which leads to, you know, a fleeting 
dopamine fix. And, and when you choose the long-term of fulfillment and keep creating what it is you came here to share, then, you know, it's such a beautiful path. And a reminder is to continue to celebrate those victories, like each milestone along the way. I think we, as, as humans, as a society, we tend to be like, cool, I did it. I accomplished my goal. You know, I, I made 12 K this month. And then they're like, okay, what's next? Like, hold on. Like you had a goal, you accomplished it. Let's celebrate, right? Put on your favorite song. Is it a dance party? Is it cartwheels? Is it like your favorite tea? Get yourself a massage, you know, like go on an adventure, take a vacation, like celebrate those wins because that actually reinforces the new neural pathway every time. And so setting yourself up for those wins, celebrating your victories allows you to keep building that momentum and then keeps you on that path of highest fulfillment, which is why we're here. You know, it's, it's literally, and then our emotions actually become our internal compass. You know, as we clear a lot from the past, then it's just like, Oh, cool. I'm feeling something heavy here. All right. And then we start seeing what we can learn from that. I'm just realizing, Oh, I've been off course here. <laughs> course. Correct. Yeah. Like the, the trigger is the way mm -hmm. because until you yep. deal with the trigger, the same triggers are going to come up from the same situations. Right. And so then that is now the way that you go. That's, that's the obstacle that's in, in the way of everything else. The only way is through. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, um, I feel like, I would like to have you on this podcast for the next four hours and have you go into detail about all these things. But that's not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to switch gears into the question section of the, of the interview. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. If you could go back in time and give yourself advice. Now I'm thinking when you're like seven to 15 years old and you could say one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, I love this question. I would definitely go back to my 10 year old self and just share that it's okay to feel it all. It's okay to feel it fully. There's no need to hide. There's no need to worry about showing weakness, you know, let it flow because this too is temporary. This too will pass. So I wish um, I would have had that advice back then. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you name, I mean, you already mentioned him and this is maybe who you're gonna say, but um, maybe it'll be somebody else. Who is one major influence in your life that you would like to mention? Mm -hmm. And there's been so many. Um, you know, my dad has been a huge one. And, um, and I've learned so much from him. And I think one of the biggest nuggets that's resonant with me right now is, especially since it was his birthday um, on Halloween recently, is uh, he's the king of celebration. Like he was the best storyteller ever. And he just lived life in full celebration mode. And I always appreciated that. And that helped really ignite vacation vibration within me. And so um, I really appreciate that in him and I carry his torch and continue to, to bring that legacy through. Yeah. 
that's awesome. And you're doing it really well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Proud. Um, all right. So now you've gone into a lot of this uh, in different ways, but if you were to boil it down, what would you say your why is? Mm. Why I do what I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting clear now more than ever. And like the, my biggest inspiration has been my daughter for continuing to take my own medicine, for continuing to go down this path of inner peace process, because everything that I unravel, all these old programs, um, these old self-sabotaging behaviors and patterns and beliefs that, that I've held on to for so long, as I unravel those, they no longer need to move forward in my daughter, in her kids and future generations. And so that's why I really admire everybody that's showing up and taking the time to feel and heal what's real in your life, because that's literally helping us unravel old patterns that no longer serve us so that they don't have to perpetuate through generations to come. And that is definitely my why. Nice. I like that why. That's a good mm. one. <laughs> All right. Final question here is what is your definition of art? Mm. Yeah. You know, art is everything and it's, it's beauty. It's like, um, it's all a perception, right? So I choose to put on the lens of seeing, I call it the lens of divinity. And so I see everyone and everything through God's eyes, like through the lens of divinity and see the greatness in everyone and everything. And so I see art and beauty everywhere because I choose that. It's like setting my reticular activation. That's a system in our brain. It's like a radar system, that phenomenon. It's always working based on our intention. You say you wake up and you declare you're, gonna, you're having a bad day. You're like, man, this is rough. I didn't get enough sleep. I'm going to have a bad day. Those are the times you like stub your toe, spill your coffee. Someone's, you know, stealing your parking spot until you reset and set an intention. You know, I want to enjoy some vacation vibration. Before I go into the DMV, I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm bringing in some joy, some laughter and have the best time here. And so I had the best time in the DMV and made like eight people laugh because I was doing yoga, I had a meditation, and like I didn't succumb to the energy of like the zombie mode that most people do when going in through those doors because I simply set my intention, my reticular activation system to having the most fun that I could in there. And it led to these amazing conversations that um, we all got to share some laughs. And so that's proof that anything's possible. If you can go to the co closest place to hell, and bring some some sunshine and laughter there. <laughs> That's art, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely, I like that. It's everything. I love it. Um, I was wondering if maybe you wanted to take like a minute and lead us through a little mini meditation. I think I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of the listeners maybe have never even tried it. Um, some people probably Absolutely. have, but like, you know, maybe you want to just walk us through like a little, little quick one. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's just do a quick one. Cool. So 
this, this simple breath technique is amazing for, this is when, when I was having adrenaline fatigue, I was using this pranayama breath to help calm my nervous system every time I noticed that I was feeling anxious. Every time I noticed, you know, I'd get in my car, I was like race car driver to get to work, and I was getting my adrenaline hit. So instead, I used this breath while in my car, and then I started using it before I eat. So it becomes more of a ceremony and, uh, you know, as a food connoisseur. So this breath is really simple. It's for calming our nervous system, and it can, you can use it throughout the day, even while you're in conversation, um, when you're noticing uncomfortable feelings, right? So it's a simple four-second inhalation through the nose, and the epicenter is in our belly, our navel. So we expand there like a balloon. I call it expansion breath. So you're breathing into your belly, and then it expands in every direction, your backside, your side body, up, down. And then four-second four inhalation through the nose, and then eight exhalation through the mouth. All right? So we'll do a, we'll do a quick series of this and, um, and drop in. So just sitting up tall. If you guys are driving, pull over. <laughs> Close your eyes. Relax your jaw. Let your tongue rest at the roof of your mouth. And shoulders rolled back and down. Just find your center. And just notice what's present in your internal environment. And on a nervous scale, nervous system scale, one through 10, if 10 was fight or flight, anxiety, and overwhelm, and one is complete inner peace, just notice what number comes to heart right now. So just honoring where you're currently at. Might be an 11, might be a two. There's no wrong answer. Just checking in the internal state. Good. Now, Inhale through the nose for four seconds into your belly expanding out. Ready, begin. Inhale for four, three, two, and one. And then exhale for eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Good. Repeat. Inhale even bigger to the belly. Four, three, two, one. Exhaling for eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Keep repeating three more cycles. Last two. Each exhale is like a release valve, just letting go, dropping all the weight you've been carrying. allowing you to connect to the magnetism beneath you, to the earth, gravity. Last one, big inhalation, invite in your intention, how you wanna feel, what you wanna create or experience, invite it in. Last exhale, just relaxing into full relaxation. Good, allowing your natural breath to resume, checking in one more time. Notice on that nervous system scale, one through 10, after just five or six rounds of deep expansion breathing, notice what number comes to heart now. I'm at like a two, a peace sign. And welcome back to your greatest you. 
That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing how fast it can shift, right? It's so amazing what can happen. And mm -hmm. that was a minute. Like mm -hmm. that was crazy. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah. I can't I can't say enough for all the listeners. Like if you're if you're not doing it, do it. If you're doing it, just keep doing it. <laughs> it's so absolutely. Good. Yeah. They say if you're, you know, you should meditate at least 10 minutes a day. And if you're too busy to meditate, you should meditate for an hour a day. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. A couple of invitations um, to dive deeper into this breath work and movement to release resistance from the body and uh, meditation. I guide a good morning ritual every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's via Zoom with our High Vibe Tribe. And it is super fun. It's um, diving into these self-healing practices. And it's free. Donations are accepted. But um, it's really my highest excitement. And so, um, you know, if you guys are interested, feel free to reach out with any of the Facebook or Instagram links. And, and there's also um, our next group for the Laser Focus Method. We're in open enrollment right now. So... Anybody listening to this um, can get a, a great discount and a bonus bonus prize if you feel called to join and learn the laser focus method, one week Jedi mind training so that you can create more than you're consuming and uh, move through procrastination and overwhelm and anxiety um, so that you can free up more time in your life. And then if some of you are called to the deep dive with the inner peace process, um, feel free to reach out and share that as well. Um, you can reach me via email um, through the links in Facebook and Instagram is charlesclay.coach um, and the links are below. So I'm always happy to connect. I'm happy to support you guys and it's such a pleasure to be here. And um, again, world peace. It's totally possible. It starts with inner peace and we're doing it. So I appreciate you. Dude, that's really... That's nice. That's nice way to finish there. Um, first off, I got to acknowledge my guests and say thank you for being on the show. Uh, Charles, I'm, I've probably hung out with you maybe like four or five times, but I feel like there's always been this very strong connection. You've just like, you're this shining light of a human, you know, like you, you just chill there in the room with this like smile, this ambiance, this like glow that sort of like passes on to everybody else. And, and it's even happening from like, you know, 2000 miles away. And um, yeah, man, you're just, you're, you're doing great. And I love watching you work and, and seeing what you're doing. And it's, it's great to see all the blessings that are, are coming into your world. Like, ah, right? thank you, brother. I appreciate that reflection. It's great to see your contagious smile again. I love the work you're putting out, man. Your art just keeps getting better. I'm blown away. So if you guys haven't checked out Taylor's art, definitely it's next level, dude. Your murals are so cool. So talk about a great example of creator consciousness. Boom, my ninja right here. So, <laughs> such a pleasure, brother. Always Thanks, great man. seeing you. Always can great you, dropping in. Can you in. provide us? Oh, you, you too. Um, <laughs> can you leave the humans with one last bit of wisdom? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we already remind you to celebrate your victories. I think that's a big one and, um, enjoy more vacation vibration, even in the midst of the craziest turmoil, the craziest, um, you know, 
transformation right now, even though it's uncomfortable, turn that reticular activation on that lens to see the golden and silver linings that are available through it that you get to gain. And that's one of the few shortcuts that I know in life. That and hiring a coach or a mentor that's been through it and they know where to show you which line lines to, to avoid and the, the codes that they've gained. And um, I think that's some great take home application, fun to apply and um, everybody deserves some more vacation vibration, especially after surviving and thriving through this year. There you go. <laughs> was play. It's been a pleasure, brother. Dude, it has. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Sending love to everybody out there. Be well. Hope to connect. Talk soon. Cheers. Well, that, my friends, was Charles Clay. That was a blast. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Guys, that guy's been through some things. He's he's gained some wisdom from his experience. He has really found a good understanding for who he is as a person and what his gifts are, and then uh, is sharing those with people. And it's it's awesome. And I mean, I feel like you know he kept mentioning nuggets in there, golden nuggets, and it was like this whole this whole podcast is like all of the nuggets that he has collected. And uh, he's just dropping one after another and after another. And we can all use those. We can all use those in our lives in different ways and pushing forward. And we all have hopes and dreams and goals and things that hold us back and situations that cause us problems. But really, like, a lot of it is, like, tuning into ourselves and who we are and what challenges we face and the triggers that we have. And when we can release those, face those, then... Uh, we can move forward and not get stuck on the same things. So that was awesome. I feel very inspired now. Um, I'm going into the studio for a little late night session here tonight and I feel like my inspiration cup is very full. So uh, I'm pumped. I hope you are too. Uh, again, reach out, say hi. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if there's anyone you think I should interview. Let me know if you want to be on the podcast. Holler at me. <laughs> Find me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on all the places. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. With that, world peace starts with inner peace. Cheers.